for 11 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. All right, y'all, I'm throwing my front door wide open. Y'all come skipping your way in. Grab yourself a seat. You're at my house, Rosie on the house. Let me pour you a big old tall glass of Arizona sun tea. Sit down, I may even put a little fresh mint in there for you. Let's talk about your favorite topic, your house, your home, and you. Give us a ring at one 767 4348 When you ring that number, you're going to get an auto attendant that will pick the line up. Just instantly push the number one, and you will be forwarded to my wife, Sweet Jennifer, in the call screener booth here at the station, and she'll be able to get your name in question. We'll put you on air and get you the answers as quick as we can. one 767 4348 Romy and I are here in studio, and we're here every Saturday morning. With the number one objective, before we go on air, we look at each other a lot of times and we say, Dad, Romy, let's be a blessing to the people that are tuning in this morning. Let's find a way to melt away their anxiety. And good night. Current events is sure making that easy right now. (laughs) Everybody, everybody comes Saturday morning all pent up, wound up, strung tight. And then we just kind of unstring you and we kind of relax you and we let you talk about what you want to talk about one 767 so in my mission of becoming every arizona homeowner's best friend one of my strategies is to melt away your anxiety so one of the things that we got an indication at our office was driving a lot of you people into a very anxious state were the headlines being produced by the utility companies here in Arizona. And the three biggest utility companies all were saying the same thing, APS, SRP, and TEP. So I invited a good friend, Jill Hanks from APS, to come in and talk about those headlines. Good morning, Miss Jill. Good morning, Rosie. Uh, I know why you had to put this out there, Uh, but boy, we sure got a lot of phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you did. And I, you know, I think for some folks, the question was, you know, extreme heat is not unusual in Arizona. So what's going on? And, you know, the difference was that this week was a widespread regional weather event regional heat wave and that impacted the power supply and y'all as well as the other companies were all floating out the same story to avoid possible rolling brownouts and i know i have customers that have moved here from california in the last six months that we've done remodeling for and they were the first ones i heard from they called and they said hey we moved away from PG&E. <laughs> you know, don't, get, don't give us that story. But the rolling brownouts that y'all mentioned in this week's headlines um, had a couple factors playing in it. But I want, you to, I want you to calm everybody down. 
we're in good shape in Arizona. We are absolutely in good shape. APS had sufficient supply and available reserve, but the grid that we're connected to was strained from that supply and demand standpoint, especially during the high demand period from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. In California, the resources to generate electricity were not sufficiently available to meet customer demand due to the high heat, and that caused the rolling blackouts there. APS never reached emergency status, but like you said, we have to be ready for the unexpected. So out of an abundance of caution, APS and other utilities asked customers last Tuesday and Wednesday to voluntarily conserve energy during that high demand period, you know, hold off on non-essential appliance use if you can, like running the dishwasher, doing laundry, your pool pump, things like that. And without sacrificing safety or comfort, can you raise your thermostat a few degrees? That could help. Um, And so the reason that we took that step is to plan for those unforeseen events and contingencies. For example, a transmission line could go down or a power plant could go offline. And we wanted to ensure that if something like that happened, we could keep the lights on and, of course, the air conditioning running. I don't think people realize how interconnected the grid is. Folks, right now, Jennifer was doing a little research last night. There are over 500 active wildfires in California. Well, that's turning transmission lines off and on all through this southwest region. And so all these utility companies, I'm, I'm oversimplifying here, all feed this grid Well, as soon as California starts hogging power because they're afraid to share it because they're having to shut down transmission lines, APS has to react. SRP actually had a transmission line through a a wildfire here in Arizona. They had to shut down for a little while. So it's all interconnected. But my hat's off to the utility companies of Arizona, especially after watching the headlines and hearing the stories of what other utility companies go through in other neighboring states. And Rosie, we want to thank our customers. Their actions did have a meaningful impact on our ability to reliably serve our customers in this situation. So we appreciate the actions that they took in conserving power during those hours. Now, Jill, I don't know if you've seen it, but about two months ago, I submitted to you in triplicate uh, commission uh, uh, royalties check request for all the education I've done for super cooling and pre-cooling. And I'm, I'm only looking for one one hundredth of 1% of the next cost of the, of not building the next power plant. <laughs> we'll see what we can work out. Rosie. <laughs> you haven't seen so that. You, you yeah. are a prime example of, um, you know, customers really, uh, we advise them to make sure they're on a service plan that, you know, best suits their needs. And there are options. And, you know, you you are the master super cooler um, in how to, how to save money and manage your bill even when we do have extreme temperatures. I was really surprised to hear you tell me that 50% of your customers are on time of use plans. I, did, I would have guessed half that. No, our our customers understand the value that, you know, on those time of use plans, they're saving money 
for 19 hours out of the day on those lower priced hours. Um, and then they work to conserve during that three to eight period, All which right. is the, the on peak hours. So through supercooling, as taught by Rosie on the house for the last 15 years, APS is here to tell you the power and utility companies in Arizona are in good shape. This is something you don't have to stay awake at night worrying about, correct? Absolutely. You can count on us to keep your lights on. It's Jill's job to stay awake at night to worry (laughs) so that you don't have to. Jill, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Rosie. Appreciate the opportunity. Have a great day. One more reason to have your house go to sleep in the middle of the summer from 3 to 8, Gary SRP's 3 to 9, uh, well, I'm on the easy plan, so three to six for me, but I think okay. it's it's two to seven or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So they all have the time of use, and it is going to be – I see a day where they will legislate you having to be on time of use. So you might as well get used to it and move over to it. You buy 80 to 90% of your power off peak. You're paying one-fourth the price of what it is on peak. You're crazy not to take advantage of it, and people are scared of it. I can't tell you how many people, employees at my own company, that took years for me to convince them to try it, and now they'll never go back. So, one more reason to listen to Rosie on the House. We melt away your anxieties. We don't have a high probability of ever incurring rolling brownouts in Arizona But all those notices that went out last week, I wanted to address it. Now, before we go on break, I want to just say why I do a home improvement show and not a financial investment show. Did you see Home Tebow stock? It's up 45%. 45%. You know what I bought in January? Carnival Cruise Lines was at 50 bucks. Then we had the travel, travel shutdowns, and in three weeks, it went down to 35 bucks. And I thought, this is it. I'm going to make a killing. I'm going to buy a bunch of Carnival. Well, not a bunch because I don't have any money. But I bought Carnival at 35. Romy, you know what it went to? Is it in the below zero? $7.90. <laughs> but it's on its way back, baby. It's all the way back above 10 right now. That's why I don't do a financial show. Uh, the National Interagency Fire Center Report 92 large fires have burnt over 1.5 million acres in 13 states this year alone. That includes California, Colorado, Montana, Nevada, Oregon, Texas, and Arizona. So those fires have obviously had an effect on the grid. And thank you for uh, APS spending a few minutes talking to us. And there was another report that talked about how our electric use is also down at this time. You know, we're down 30% of uh, our normal utility demand for power so that had that was a big role in it as well just the fact that we're already that far down i think schools not being open has a big part to do with that the empty empty office buildings empty (laughs) empty office buildings working from home it's uh interesting topic and i've got some stuff uh, about a, a wind farm that uh tep is building in new mexico and what that's going to supply to southern arizona and when we get back we'll take eric as well as you at one 767 4348 we want to talk this hour about 
How do you choose between contractors? If you've taken our tips on how to select who to interview, and maybe you've got two or three now that you think are pretty good, how do you choose which one to pick? That's what we'll be talking about this hour. Eric, we'll get to you right after this. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirty and gritty. Them down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk, hotter than a match one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Hit number one to bypass the auto attendant, and it'll put you into the studio just like Eric, who wants to talk about mini split air conditioning units. Welcome, Eric. How may we help you? How are you today? Very well, thank, thank you. Guys, what you're doing? Uh, so I keep listening to the mini split uh, topics on on your show. And I want to put one in my garage. I've got a three-foot or three-car garage with a four-foot extension. I've had an EVAP cooler running for years. Uh, the problem I'm I'm wrestling with is I have the uh, a standard uh, gas heater for uh, for the house, and I've also got a tankless water heater in my garage, and I've got two carbon monoxide vents that run out. And I'm trying to determine how could I – obviously, I don't want to pump cold air out into Arizona's <laughs> – Eric? Can I safely block these? No, 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 no. You cannot block them. Do not block them. If you've got gas appliances inside your garage and you want to put an electric mini split on, you can do that. But those gas appliances must be supplied fresh makeup air. It's all doable. We do it all the time. But do not block those. You'll be creating an extremely dangerous condition. So it's doable. And don't worry if a little bit of that air-conditioned air is filtering out through the fresh air intakes. It doesn't matter. The mini-split is so efficient. You, you, you are going to love what this does, especially you, like me, who lived with an evap cooler on your garage for 15 years. I will never go back. And losing that little bit of fresh air-conditioned air out to the environment is worth the cost. It's going to cost you less to air-condition that garage than it does to evap cool it. And it's going to keep it cleaner, more comfortable, and your tools are going to like it a lot better. So great question. Gas appliances in the garage that you want to air condition, those units must be provide fresh combustion makeup air. They must, as well as a carbon monoxide exhaust. It's still worth it. Do it. You'll thank me for this. Thanks for the call. And there was quite an extensive mini split conversation last week with brad porter lifeline in so if you want an education on what that is you can look at the archive page or pick up the podcast from last week talking about the the mini split systems and brands and uh install practices absolutely well we were talking a little bit about home depot stock i have a i i have a prophecy to make okay in- is this like buying carnival cruise ship stock? <laughs> I hopefully it's a better tip <laughs> I hope this is a better, I hope this is a more accurate prophecy. 
Home Depot in-store sales, on average, are up 25%. Now, I saw this early on in a little retail family-owned chain in the Far East. Their sales went up 72% at the lockdown. Lumber prices have soared. Hit all-time high. So here's my prophecy. All you remodeling companies out there, be ready for an onslaught of new business in about another three months. For all the do-it-yourself projects that have been started the last six months, that'll need to get finished. Well, I have something to back that prophecy up. Okay, what is it? I was looking through the industry magazines that we get, and there was a poll taken by Modernize. And they said that 79% of homeowners are doing a job, you know, these, these do-it-yourself jobs, without creating a budget first. And as a result, half of those homeowners reported having to pause or cancel a project because they didn't have the money to finish. Absolutely. I love it when people call Rosie Wright Remodeling and say they've used another remodeler or they've tried doing it themselves. Because then, at that point, I really have their attention. <laughs> <laughs> to that point, though, a lot of contractors do not like to finish someone else's work because it's very hard to warranty it because they can't assure it's done to their specifications. So There can be some challenges, for sure. It's important to do your homework. It is. So that's my prophecy, that because of the spike in Home Depot sales, because of the spike in Home Depot, and Lowe's is the same way. And Lowe's caters even more to the homeowner than Home Depot. Home Depot years ago ventured out and tried to become more aggressive, supplying us commercial guys who have been in the habit or were in the habit of, you know, lumber yards. Home Depot changed their focus and said, we need to go capture the professionals. Lowe's has always kind of hung with, let's service the homeowner. Well, Lowe's stocks are even higher than Home Depot. <laughs> and a couple of uh, people named Marco and Laura might make it jump up even further. I hate uh, to talk about that. But... <laughs> man, oh man. All right, when we get back next hour, how to choose between two great contractors that you've interviewed for a project at your home, right here at Rosie on the House. Got an issue with your home? From the roof to the foundation, help has arrived. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. Here every Saturday morning, live on the radio, but we live on the internet machine 24 hours a day, seven days a week at rosyonthehouse.com. We also send out a subscription-only newsletter to Arizona homeowners that includes the topic of the week, what we're going to be covering in the outdoor living hour, the weekly to-do suggestion, and our product of the month in our e-commerce store. And the topic this week that we like to cover in the 9 o'clock hour is how to choose between contractors. We have taught you for a long time. As a matter of fact, on our website, we have a consumer's guide how to pick a general contractor for remodeling my home. It takes you through some very, very 
definitive steps on how to identify who to even to invite to interview. Now, this week's topic is assuming you've done all that. You've been careful who to interview, and you're getting ready now to ask, who will I work with to finish completing the design and the estimate? So how to choose between good, good contractors that appear to you to both be very qualified to get the job done. So in reading through this article about how people choose who they're going to um, work with. How, the, how they, how, how, uh, how they process. From a homeowner's yeah. perspective, okay. Three in ten people don't do any research. I, oh, I bet it's higher mm-hmm. than that. None. I bet it's a lot higher than that. And this will really send you. So the way that they find out how much it's going to cost is they use an online calculator. Stupid. (laughs) Or friends and family. More stupid. Or HGTV. Oh, that's really stupid. (laughs) HGTV, right? What did I say? You said HGTV. Uh, HD TV. That's, no, that's the TV yeah. set. You're talking yeah. about the network. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I wanna, we want to H- clarify that. HD. 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 The first letter in my name. High definition. Home and Garden TV. That's, that's what she was trying to say. <laughs> All horrible places. Horrible places to start establishing a budget. If I had a nickel for every time I walked in a house... And said, well, I saw this couple on HGTV do this job for $47. Do you know that everything they put in there was donated to them for free? (laughs) And all the labor was for free? Uh, So HGTV, I haven't found a show yet that uh, really is honest to good contractors about what it really costs to do a job right So, here's how I would tell you to go about putting together a budget for what you want done. Go through the candidate interview process. Find someone you think you can trust. Check them out thoroughly. Get them to your house. And if they ask you what's your budget, Kick them out of your house. Because I'm here to tell you, with 45 years of remodeling experience, your budget is a fourth to a half of what it's going to take to do it right. All you should do is be sharing your heart's desires of what you'd like this project to be when it's done. Explain that to a locally experienced, successful remodeling contractor. And once they finish hearing you out, they should be able to then turn around and say, if I heard you correctly, these are the things that are important to you. And I can tell you, after remodeling successfully for your neighbors in this community, Our experience tells you you should be spending between X and Y, depending if you want nice finishes or luxury finishes. 
that's how budgets should be set for remodeling projects. And if they would get set that process, the registrar of contractors would probably go out of business. You know, you kind of <laughs> skipped ahead a little bit because in we we have a couple of resources for homeowners as far as getting to the point, well, how do you find people you trust? Absolutely. And on our website lives a document called How to Choose a Contractor. Consumer's Guide. And then this article that we wrote this week also has some extra tips that you probably wouldn't think of um, as far as vetting them. And the, the tips that you gave, you gave one really don't, important. Don't give them my secret don't. tip. We're going to make them wait for that one. Okay. The absolutely killer tip. Okay. It'll, it'll, it'll sift the, the grain from the shaft immediately, but we're not going to give it to them just yet. Okay. We're going to let them hang. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, right. So you've gone through the process, and, and I tell people, we, we have done several remodeling projects for people who have moved here from California recently. And I tell people, why don't you live in the house for a year or so and just really get familiar with what doesn't work, what traffic pattern needs to be fixed, what living space needs to be recreated. Let's get real familiar with what we've got. How good are the bones? How old is the mechanical equipment? What, what, what do we need to look at holistically? from the bottom of the foundation to the top of the rooftop and everything in between to consider taking care of while we're coming to take care of the things you think you need. One of the tips is you need to know that in this interview process, this, this is when you're courting your contractor and the contractor's courting you, okay? If, if they're showing up late, if they're showing up dirty, if they're showing up unprepared, but they give you a price that you just really, really like, do you think their tardiness and their preparation is going to improve after you marry them, after you sign that contract? If they're not trying to impress you in the courtship phase, I'm here to tell you, I will guarantee it isn't going to get any better once you sign on the dotted line and give them that deposit check. There's nothing about that that instantly changes the DNA of a contractor from tardy, ill-kept, disorganized to miracle man or miracle woman it doesn't happen i'd certainly like to know who wrote the money pig because it when you watch it it's <laughs> so silly you're like this can't be real but then we see it all the time it's like the person that wrote the money pit lived this to be as accurate as it was and the contractor world of you know and and the only thing unrealistic about that is all of a sudden the house is done and it's fabulous. That's that's not real. Like the mess <laughs> that they made out of that house, there's no way that was suddenly turned around and fixed and uh, to the level of, <laughs> of detail at the end. It should be required watching. By the contractor that, he, that they hired. Yeah, I, I think the money pit started HGTV. <laughs> by the way, the money pit is a film with Tom Hanks. Shelley Long came out in 1986. 
when 80, was that? 86. When what? I think about yeah. two years ago we did a review on it and 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 yeah, related I that. It to hiring we did. contractors. Was that was that already two years ago? But oh, I mean, you watch it and you're like, nobody's this dumb, and then it's like, no, no, yeah, it happens every day. And well, and it's, it's the cheap state skate <laughs> side of people that gets them every time. If it's too good to be true, guess sounds too good to be true. Guess what? It and, is. And believing other people when they say, "Oh, I got it for this," or "Oh, you could get it done for that," or "I got somebody that'll do it for this amount," and no, no, quality never comes at a sacrifice of price. So here's a couple real hard tips. You literally should record this segment of the show, or sit down with pen and paper, and write these down. Once you've got a couple guys or gals that you've narrowed down and you're feeling pretty good about any of them, know this. There aren't very many contractors who will give you a free bid. It, it just takes too much time for, to go around giving For a custom home remodel. Yeah, for, there for, might be little individual trades here and there that could, exactly. could do it. Replacing a toilet. Good uh, point. Absolutely. Water heater. Uh, track lighting in the house from an electrician, but a full custom design build remodel. Yeah, so don't be a, don't, don't be afraid of a contract that says they're going to charge you for the estimate. You're weeks into uh, hundreds of hours. To, yeah, hundreds of hours. So at that point, you're getting ready to step forward. I soon somewhere in this process. I'm assuming you asked for referrals. Here's a couple questions you want to ask prior clients. Why did you hire this contractor? If I were about to hire this contractor, what would you have me know? Third question, would you hire them again? Those are the three questions you should ask at least four or five of their prior clients. And as Jennifer was mentioning, the places that people erroneously and incorrectly go shopping for budgets for their project, another place they go that's wrong is internet grade services. Um, like review sites? Review sites. I am so happy. For the third time in about a year, I've gone out to meet a millennial who has volunteered to me that I don't go to those sites. I don't trust them. All those reviews can be manipulated. You can buy off the complaints. You can move them to the bottom of the page. They're not trustworthy. That applies to every referral network I know except Rosie on the house. So that's why we work so hard. All Y'all probably wonder, what do y'all do all week long? Well, we work on making sure everyone on our website, rosieonthouse.com, is performing at the level we set and they and you expect to get delivered. So I'm incredibly encouraged that these rating services on the internet are losing their respect. They should for the way they're run. Uh, but here's the real kicker. Here's that one trick question that you should ask any contractor you're down to picking between two or three they all operate successfully in your neighborhood doing the kind of work you want done 
I would ask all three of them for a complete list of their suppliers and the subcontractors that are going to be on my house. If you do that, there's going to be a name that shows up more than one time. There's, there are plumbers that specialize just in doing remodel work. Electricians that specialize just in doing remodel work. Air conditioning contractors who specialize in just doing remodel work. There are showrooms that will be listed. Arizona Tile, Central Arizona Supply for plumbing fixtures. Uh, Ferguson. You're going to get some name that shows up more than once. Call that person and just say, look, I'm considering a remodel. The unnamed contractor I'm interviewing has listed you as a subcontractor or supplier that's going to do work on my home. Could you tell me if you were going to do a bathroom remodel at your house, knowing everybody you know in the industry, who would you recommend? And folks, from that point, you're going to find out who runs an organized job, who pays their bills on time, who's fair with their suppliers and their subcontractors. Those, that is the one killer key question. That's the one killer key tactic that'll separate the real winners from the real losers. And every hour you spend interviewing and planning, you're saving yourself a month of misery by picking the wrong company and getting involved in a horrific job. Strumming our way through another Arizona Saturday morning right here at Rosie on the House. Topic for this hour has been choosing the right contractor for the job. And one thing, and you've heard us talk about it, everyone is really busy right now. The the amount of workload, Rosie was mentioning how the Home Depot stocks are up. Uh, COVID did not kill equity and people are using it. They're adjusting to new working environments at home, uh, converting bedrooms into office spaces or room additions to accommodate that, uh, working from home. So every contractor is busy. If you're going to start right now, you know, you're, you're, you may not be breaking ground until after Christmas. Now, could you before? Absolutely. But by the time you get the plans done, uh, select the contractor, get the budgeting, get the permits, you know, you're in that you know november december area do you want to start breaking ground right then uh or do you push it till after the holidays and then start breaking ground so it's if you want something don't get in a hurry either that's another big mistake people make is they get this time frame in their mind that they want it they want it done by a certain amount of time and then they try and push the contractor into doing that and the contractor who's maybe trying to get the job and win your business might commit and let's do the demo and and order the cabinets oh man that's that's a that's a disaster waiting to happen but let's just get started let's just get start no 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 it 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 leads to a massive amount of stress that you don't need. And the point of doing the remodel is to 
increase uh, the effectiveness of your home and your living environment and be a comfortable living space while you're at home. Don't make it a nightmare to get there. Absolutely. So I've given you a couple key questions to ask contractors you're interviewing. Here's another really key, key question. I, I think this boils it right down to the very essence of your, of your decision process. When you're talking to your contractor candidates and the referrals they gave you of clients they've recently completed jobs for, ask the clients, were they on time? Did they finish on time? Were there many days where nothing got done? You should be able to get a written schedule from your contractor. And you ought to plan on meeting that contractor at least once a week for an hour together, one-on-one. -on -one. This is what got done last week. This is what's going to get done today. This is what's going to get done next week. But if a contractor can hold to schedule, he's eliminated 90% of the problems that are going to occur in a remodeling project. And starting a job before you have everything on hand is a perfect recipe for disaster. Get your materials selected. Get them ordered. Perfect example. A, a very successful contractor friend of mine in Hollywood called me two months ago. And he said, Rosie, I have nine kitchens started. All nine cabinet packages are sitting in two semi-trucks crossing Texas. One of the drivers decided he wasn't going to, he was going to go home and self-quarantine. Parked a semi-truck of cabinet at a roadside rest area in Texas. Called his wife in Illinois to come pick him up and take him home. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> he he says, Rosie. So uh, if if uh, you was me, what would you do now? I said, Well, I'd be I'd I'd be flying a helicopter to the roadside rest area in Texas. I'd be I'd be starting me up a truck is what I'd be doing. Uh, well, I hope the lessons and the questions and the tricks we've taught you in this last hour will protect you from seeing or experiencing or living through a disaster at your home by making the wrong choice of the wrong contract. More, one more hour of Rosie on the House. Stay tuned.